This is Jimmy. This is Suzanne. And this is Ad Literum. start? Yes. Okay. All right, so we're going to begin this episode with a TV commercial from 1963. And since this is radio, theater of the mind, I'll color commentate what's all going on here. Aerial shot of a young, white, blemish-free couple. Come alive. We're in the They're navigating a country back road on a moped. They're smiling, pointing out scenery, showing off their perfect teeth. Their hair is miraculously unaffected by the high wind conditions. And in the distance, you see this helicopter approaching, and it's carrying a rectangular box. And as it gets closer, you realize it's a Pepsi vending machine. The helicopter sets this machine on the side of the country road, nowhere near a power source, mind you. And then the two youths suckle from glass Pepsi bottles. With the Pepsi generation, just about everyone with the young view of things, Active, livelier people with a liking for Pepsi-Cola. A light refreshment with a bold, clean taste. Generous in flavor and sparkle. Pepsi belongs to your generation. Why else would Pepsi try so hard to be where you are? Everywhere. Come alive. You're in the Pepsi generation. In 1951, New York Post writer Sylvia Porter used the word boom to describe the insane birth rate phenomenon after all of that post-World War II victory sex. But the phrase would soon come to mean not just, just the phenomenon of all the babies being born, but the people. And these baby boomers were the first generational cohort important enough, I guess, to get a name. Close to half of the U.S. population was under the age of 25 by the mid-60s. And this did not go unnoticed by marketers, particularly Pepsi, who began its aggressive youth marketing campaign with this new crop of young adults. There was much less controversy, of course, surrounding this ad than Pepsi's more recent effort. By now, the whole Pepsi-Kendall Jenner ad fiasco is old news, but it's relevant for this podcast because we're going to be discussing words and phrases used to label generations, specifically the word millennial. Okay, we both established that we don't like the term millennial. And you, as a millennial, don't like it, so that's more valid. I'm not a fucking millennial. You are a millennial, <laughs> Suzanne. What year were you born? 84. 84. There is there is no definition of millennial that, did, that does not include people who were born in 1984. According to Nielsen Research, it's people born between 1977 and 1994. Gallup says 1980 to 1996. And Pew Research says 1981 and on. So you, okay, maybe you don't identify as a millennial, but when people say millennial, they're talking about you. I know, it's frustrating. It's terrible. So let's just get all of the linguistic stuff out of the way. Mill, of course, is Latin for thousand. You find it in millipede, millimeter, etc. And interestingly enough, it's also where we get the word mile, which is Old English, denoting a thousand pieces. The second part, anus, not anus, it has two ends, Latin for year, is where we get annual, anniversary. Yeah, annals, annuity. The word millennial in a generational sense was coined in 1991 in a book called Generations by writers William Strauss and Neil Howe. 
That's right. There's actual people behind all these generational labels. They were describing post-generation X, kids at the time. Here's Neil Howe. The first millennials, we think, were born right around 1982. A new bumper sticker appeared on cars all across America, baby on board. Suddenly, you know, in these in these minivans with all kinds of ways of protecting this precious cargo, right? Uh, very right. different from, from Generation X. How is a demographer and a generational theorist? He, along with William Strauss, were using the word millennial just as a bit of shorthand in their book since it was easier than saying something like children born between 1983 and 1988 or children coming of age around the year 2000 or whatever. They weren't trying to establish a label for the generation. It just kind of happened. We all know the famous uh, GI generation, the, the greatest generation, as Tom Brokaw, you know, called them. The phrase GI generation was coined in the same Strauss and Howe book where we get the word millennials. They came of age during the Great Depression, uh, World War II, the New Deal. And then a new generation came along after the war, uh, coming of age. This was the so-called silent generation. Given the name in the early 1950s by Time Magazine and, and the historian William Manchester. The silents were named so because speaking out was dangerous during the McCarthy era. They were also called the lucky few since they're a very small generation. The first American generation to be smaller than the preceding generation due to the Great Depression. Uh, these were the, the, the kids coming of age uh, during the presidencies of Truman, Eisenhower, and and John Kennedy, uh, famously conformist, you know, and a very, very, very innocent, very protected. The boomer generation. Or the Pepsi generation, as they were known to some. Came of age during the, the, the late 60s and, and 70s, early 80s. Uh, they were famous, of course. This was the, they were the, they were the youthful energy behind the consciousness revolution and all the great rebellions. And then the period of Generation X. Generation X got its name in 1991. That's the same year the GIs, or Greatest Generation, and the Millennials got their names. Generation X was a generation that was completely underprotected during the, the 60s and 70s when they were children. Generation X is believed to be named for writer Douglas Copeland's book, Generation X, Tales of an Accelerated Culture. The X was to indicate that the generation couldn't be labeled. A generation of, uh, of latchkey kids, of throwaway kids, who are left to their own devices. They, we, I guess, have been known as the uh, MTV generation and also the latchkey generation. Millennials, like all of these generations I've just been talking about, have their own location in history. Then the millennials, your generation, Suzanne, named millennials because they would be coming of age at the turn of the millennium. There's been a bunch of names. The Echo Boomers, Baby Boomlets. <laughs> I like that one. Generation Next, and the best-known Generation Y, coined in 1993 by writer Bruce Horowitz. Oh, and here's kind of a uh, side note. They named the Generation they named Generation Y because, you know, it comes after X. The post-millennials, the post-Generation Y, kids now, basically, they're currently known as Generation Z. This name was coined 16 years after they came up with Generation X and Generation Y. A guy named Crispin Reed is actually credited with this coinage. 
Sounds like the dude showed up unprepared for a board meeting. Okay, Reed, what do you got? Uh, what was the last generation called? Let's see, um... Generation Y. And the one before that? Uh, Generation X. Okay. How about Generation Z? Well done. That's, that's why we hired him. Generation Y was the accepted phrase of use basically from 1993 to around 2007 or so. And that's when people started favoring the word millennials over the phrase Generation Y. Right. In 2013, after six years of impassioned arguing between editors, Wikipedia merged its Generation Y page into its Millennials page, marking, I think, a, a pretty solid establishment of accepted usage. And, and one of the main reasons that the editors were citing was that Google searches for the word millennial were outnumbering those for Generation Y. So, because of this, we, the people, have to shoulder at least part of the blame for making millennial the, the common term. So the most bland and disaffectionate generational label is the one that won out in the end. Okay, let's recap. The GI, or the greatest generation, won the Great War and led to decades of American prosperity. The silent generation were an oppressed minority who weren't allowed the freedom to speak their mind. Then the baby boomers, symbols of perseverance, a product of economic prosperity, a massive generation of human victory trophies. Then Generation X, the complicated one, so unique and individualistic that it can't even be labeled. I almost feel like we could start a boy band with these archetypes. Then the millennials, the ones who were born at a specific time. I'm not saying that the only reason it's so popular to hate millennials is because they have a lame name, but it might be one of them. It's faceless and cold. It says absolutely nothing about the generation itself. How about, let, let me try something. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay, let's type the words millennials are. If you type the words millennials are into your, what is it called? Browser? Not, yeah. The one sure. that I write Google in still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Wait, millennials, millennials are, are and what auto fills? Millennials are lazy. Okay. Millennials are killing. Uh huh. Millennials. Wait, are, do you want to do them? I get millennials are killing. Millennials are lazy. Uh, millennials are stupid. That one. Yeah, I see that. Millennials are the worst. Are the worst. People are like looking to have their biases confirmed by Google because those are for the most part they're based on popularity. So most people are typing in those things to find out what they already think about millennials. This millennials are killing thing stems from these clickbait style headlines popular with Gawker, Breitbart, Buzzfeed. So when you type in millennials are killing, the person that comes up right napkin. Millennials <laughs> are killing napkins. <laughs> and then second to that, less important, millennials are killing America. Third, department stores. And then relationships. And then the last one is the golf industry. <laughs> Which, Which who fucking cares? Who cares about the golf industry? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disparaging news items about millennials get tons of attention and millennial hate is pretty hot right now. Fox News, of course, is big on millennial bashing. 
the millennials don't get off the couch very often. 35% of male millennials live with mom and dad. More and more millennials are not moving out and how they are missing out on many of life's milestones. The problem, lazy millennials. Study found that 32% of millennials, a third of them, believe more people were killed under George W. Bush than the Russian tyrant Joseph Stalin. Is that amazing? It makes sense for them since the average age of a Fox News viewer is close to 70 years old. Well, a big problem could be brewing for millennials in their future. A new survey revealing nearly half of 18 to 23 year olds spend more on coffee than they save for their retirement. According to a new report, millennials are as dumb as you are and maybe even dumber. Would it be too annoying to change a near derogatory name like millennial this late in the game? Yeah, I, I, I feel like it is derogatory. I hate it. Yeah, it's stupid. According to the Pew Research Center, less than half of millennials identify themselves as millennials. 80% of baby boomers call themselves baby boomers. They're apparently proud to be baby boomers. And 60% of Generation X calls themselves Generation X. Is it just that people now hate labels? Right. Or is it because they got a stupid label? Exactly. Writer Chuck Klosterman wrote in an essay, quote, naming people born between 1980 and 90 millennials makes them sound like... It's Klosterman. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Writer Chuck Klosterman wrote in an essay, naming people born between 1980 and 90 millennials makes them sound like garden shrubs. So we were wondering, what would be a more appropriate name? Um, well, there's a, there was a movement for a while. People were trying to change the word millennial to founders under this, some, under this premise that like people from that generation want to build things and create things. They want to found new ideas. But I don't care that millennials is a weird sounding word. I don't want to change it now. It's hard enough to remember what people are calling themselves when I'm used to it. I'm not going to start a new one. <laughs> yeah, you kind of gave that question the crotchety old man treatment. But take this into consideration. Our society goes to great lengths to euphemize pejorative language. When words are used to offend or marginalize people, we often change those words. We've gotten rid of a lot of words due to our shitty attitudes. Another thing, our beliefs about millennials are not only mean-spirited, a lot of them are just plain wrong. The stereotypes that millennials are lazy, self-centered, and not very smart, well, 39% of working Americans are millennials, more working people than any other generation, according to Pew Research. They also hold more college degrees per capita than any other generation, despite an over 500% increase in tuition rates in the last 25 years. As far as being self-centered, show me any group of young people that's not self-centered. It's just youth. Young people are just terrible in that regard. As far as how smart they are or aren't, according to what's called the Flynn Effect, we are getting smarter with every generation. The millennials are smarter than any generation before them, having nine points higher IQ than the so-called greatest generation. We also asked Chuck Klosterman which, if any, millennial stereotypes he believed to be true. Almost all. I mean not true for everybody of course but the thing is general generational stereotypes tend to be roughly true like the things people said about generation x the things people said about baby boomers 
they're not true for every individual person. Of course, you can't in any way encapsulate millions of people with 15 or 20 qualities, but the reason those stereotypes exist is because uh, they are consistently reinforced. So if you meet an individual and you think that you understand them because you understand their demographic, well, you're going to be mistaken. But if you meet a million people of a certain age, there are probably going to be some qualities that are going to unify them. So um, I, uh, I, I don't feel as though any generation ever has been dangerously maligned. I, I just don't think that's true. Man, I'm starting to think we just caught Chuck on a bad day. For real, though. Neil Howe, once again, who we heard from earlier, one of the guys who coined the word millennial, also thinks millennials may be the next great generation. He says they smoke less, drink less, they're less promiscuous, surprisingly. They volunteer more and have a sense of civic duty unseen since the greatest generation. I think the root of this resentment we have for younger generations is jealousy. And I think it's been happening since the fucking dawn of humankind. Like when I was a kid, the imminent downfall of society was arcade games and heavy metal. I'm wondering if, like, in Victorian times, if they were like, oh, this new generation, these these centennials and their rubber-sealed mason jars, <laughs> they got it so easy, you know. Or it wasn't about the things that made them different. It was about the youth that, that they envied. When I was young, I couldn't imagine a world without television. But the millennials, I'm sure, have the same feeling about the Internet, and Gen Y kids probably feel that way about smartphones and whatnot. These kids can watch any porn movie and play any video game ever made anywhere they want to for free. And that's the kind of shit we were dreaming about when we were kids. They, in turn, will inevitably get all pissed off at their grandkids for not appreciating self-driving rideable drones or whatever. Anyway, this thing we're doing where we bolster our collective egos by judging and blaming others for whatever reason is the essence of all the dreaded isms. I wouldn't put generational ism on par with some of the others, but it serves the same purpose. And the baby boomers were subject to the same disapproval when they were young. Take this scathing criticism from 1963. Kids, I don't know what's wrong with these kids today. Kids, who can understand anything they say? Kids, they are disobedient, disrespectful oaks, noisy, crazy, sloppy, lazy, loafers. While okay, we're on the subject, so I think it's kind of bullshit that the GI generation is named the greatest generation. You it's not a competition. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be. And you, you, you can't out hyperbolize that. Like, there's no way, if you're the greatest generation, that's it, you know? No disrespect to mine or anyone's grandparents, but I propose that since millennials are technically smarter, better educated, less racist, sexist, and homophobic, and killed way fewer people than the greatest generation, that they should henceforth be known as the greatestest generation. What do you think of that? I think it's good, but I think newspaper writers won't like it. Because it's not grammatically correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks to Willard, the High Plains reader. Alex Savage. Uncle Ronnie. Thanks to the Blog Business Success Podcast. 
Thanks to Neil Howe. Neil's latest book is Millennials in the Workplace. In it, he dispels many misconceptions about the baby boomlets. Thanks to Steve Listopad and Chuck Klosterman. His latest book is Chuck Klosterman X. If you like essays written by really smart assholes, you'll like this book a lot. You can download new episodes at hpr1.com or adliterum.org. We're also on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We're also AdLibPod on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, all that. That's A-D-L-I-T-P-O-D is our name on all of those things. We also have a phone number if you want to call us. 315-WORD-POD. Leave us a message. If you're cool, we'll include your message in a future episode.